Radio. My official answer to that is no, we cannot have any alcohol. But also, I will never sniff anybody's drinks because I am not a draconian drug lord like other people in San Francisco. So if I see you with a beer in your hand, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, sir, that's a beer. And that is obviously alcohol and it cannot be in this space because this is an alcohol-free space because the ABC are draconian drug lords. Yay! But like I said, I will never sniff your drink. So you are an adult and you get to make choices with your own life. And I hope that you do that. Uh, that being said, I have a vaporizer. I'm going to take a toke of that in a second. But we're getting ready right now to start happy hour. The happiest hour without alcohol. Ha ha. There's no alcohol in the building, but it's still happy hour. I'm in a good mood because I got drunk at Benders. Yay. Your first comedian of the night. He is wearing a warrior's jacket, and nothing could make me happier. Uh, next Thursday, the games start, which means we can do comedy next week without worrying about the Warriors game. And I only mean that because I have been doing comedy because I love the fucking Warriors. Yay! So I have off till next Thursday when they beat the Cavs into a pulp. None of that right now. I know they are going in a new direction, and I can't wait to see what happens. But your first comedian is going to make you laugh so hard. Clap your hands wildly for Sean McKenzie! <laughs> I'm an adorable little comic. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, uh, you know what? I feel silly. I'm standing right back up. <laughs> My plan was to stay in it, but that didn't happen. Uh, so now you got to see. Yeah, I'm wearing decent socks. Slightly. No, yeah, they're, they're matching everything. Look at me go. Uh... Uh, I'm a nerd, if you can't tell. That's what's up with me. Uh, I'm a nerd. Did you just point out at somebody else for being a nerd? Oh, <laughs> yeah, good man. I'm a nerd. I still, I'm 32, and I still bring the bully out in dudes, man. It still happens. Dudes want to bully me, but they never want to actually fight me. Like, if a dude was going to fight me, like, his friends would be like, oh, come on, man. That's not cool. Like, even if I didn't have glasses, I would still be a dude with glasses. You know what I mean? Can't hit this face. My only problem with being a nerd is that I had no choice in the matter. If you look like this and you can't run for more than, like, 45 seconds, congratulations, you're a nerd. Here's your Magic the Gathering deck of cards. Now help me fix my computer, you fucking nerd. But I don't know how to fix computers. And they're like, just try. And I'm like, holy shit, I know how to fix computers. <laughs> Apparently that just goes along with shitty vision. Why are those things correlated? Why do so many nerds wear glasses? My one theory is it has something to do with the part of our life before we wore glasses when we did not know we needed glasses. You know, when we couldn't see shit but we thought we could see shit. Like when I was a little kid, I was sure my vision was excellent. Every little boy is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Super Batman. My vision was absurdly good. Uh, until I found out it fucking was not. The lies I was telling myself, jeepers. How old are you when you got glasses? Third grade. Third grade? Uh, so it, how, how bad's the vision? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, I, I was third or fourth grade. I'm about the same there. So did you know, like, was it, you, were you aware that shit was a problem? Or like, how did you find out you needed glasses? Do you remember? Uh, I, I was in the grocery store, and I wanted some fucking uh, uh, Quaker Chewy Oats bars, the peanut butter and chocolate chip, of obviously the best. Why do they even make other versions? <laughs> 
peanut butter and chocolate chip. And then I just pointed at the wrong thing because it had the same colors. And my dad was so upset that he hadn't been able to tell that I had bad vision. And I was like, Dad, I couldn't tell I had bad vision. <laughs> like, I thought that what the teacher wrote on the board was for his or her own benefit. You understand? Like, I got my note paper here. She's got her big note paper up there. That's her shit. I don't need to worry about that. The other kids are like, why aren't you copying the questions down from the board? And I'm like, because I mind my own business, motherfucker. You should try it sometime. <laughs> See, you don't start with glasses, you know? They did actually invent an eye test for babies. So now every once in a while, you'll see a bespectacled infant, which is the cutest fucking thing in the history of the world. <laughs> Although I feel like you would expect too much out of a baby with glasses. You know what I mean? Like, quit all that crying, baby. Use your words. <laughs> Help me fix this computer. I, uh, I work a lot of dead-end jobs. That's what I do. You got to talk shit. It's so important. Not just at, at, at dead-end jobs. If you, if you have coworkers, you have to talk shit about them so that you don't fucking murder them. Like, <laughs> she agrees. That's not what that sound means. Don't people, like, if, if you overhear people talking shit about you, just be glad that they're not murdering you. Like, that's what they're doing. It's, that's a release valve. I think that language is totally based upon talking shit. That's my theory. Because other, other animals can be like, food there, predator there. It's anybody, animals, any animals can fucking do that. It's the ability to talk about shit that isn't actually present. That's what language is. And you're going to do that because you got to talk about it. Like Steve needs to fucking go outside of the cave to fart because it's really upsetting me. But you got to talk shit so you don't murder Steve over farts so that your tribe can continue to grow. Uh, let's give it up for me and Pam and your next tiny comment. John McKenzie breaking down the, what, what were they called? The Cro-Magnon Man. Cro-Magnon Man sounds so much like comedian. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, they both like meat. Your next comedian, is she here? I don't see her, so I'm gonna call you. You're the other long hair in the room, so you're up next. Yeah, you with the long, po you sensitive, po Mr. Sensitive Ponytail Man. <laughs> Look at that. And he has it, he has it like casually tossed back so it looks like he doesn't care. Everybody put your hands together for Marty Cunny! Pam's always got a lot to say about my appearance. Uh, speaking of my appearance, uh, for those of you who might know me, I uh, recently shaved my beard uh, into this little number here. I call it the, the Colonel Sanders. And uh, I, I shaved it. It was a six-month-long beard. It was about out to yay. And uh, I, I was getting fat because people kept giving me food because they thought I was homeless. And I wasn't about to turn it down. You know, that's rude. Um, I'm in a much better spot now. Uh, instead of people thinking that I'm homeless, uh, you know, asking me what shelter uh, I'm staying at, uh, they just ask me what brewery I work at, which is a lot nicer. Um, so I was, I was raised uh, Catholic, and I found that one hard to stick to. It's hard to stick with an institution whose uh, stance on homosexuality is, uh, doesn't count if they're underage. Um, and they never really sold me on, like, going to hell, like, you know, every time they talk about hell, it'd be like, you know, who's going to hell? You know, all the, the sodomites and the alcoholics and the drug users and the hedonists and the, 
all the people I hang out with all the time are you talking about? Are you talking about all my friends? So it sounds like I'm going to be in all right company. If you wanted me to be scared of hell, you should have told me you were going. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. You go to church three days a week? How do I get to heaven? <laughs> um, I don't know, though. I'm a little, I'm a little Jesus-like. I got a little Christ in me, uh, namely because uh, my blood is mostly alcohol. Uh, I love flipping tables at flea markets. Um, and just this weekend, I, uh, I stayed up for three days, uh, passed out for three days, and the rose again. So very Christ-like of me. You guys should uh, praise at my feet. I do see the kind of, uh, the, some of the purpose of Christianity, though. I think that it does a lot of good things, uh, especially for parents, because there's nothing like keep your kids in line, like the fear of God. Like, they know that you stop watching. They, as soon as a kid learns that you have eyes and you, like, stop looking at it at some point, they start becoming the biggest little shits in the world, right? Because they just figure out, like, oh, he's not looking. I can do whatever I want. You know who always is looking? Jeebus. Jeebus is always watching. You tell them that as young as you can. But if you don't raise your kids Catholic, like, I mean, how are you going to get that in them? Like, I think I learned a lot about that, how to be a parent from the animal kingdom. Have you ever seen a, uh, uh, like, anything that has, like, a litter of, like, 30? They'll eat, like, five of them, right? And you know the rest of those, five, those 25? Those kids are going to be in fucking line the rest of their life, Right? Eating your children is the way to go. I think that's what I'm trying to get across here is that really, really sets the tone for the rest of their life. Like, do not fuck with me. But like, I mean, obviously you can't eat a baby. But um, I, so my plan is I'm going to get into like developmental psychology and try to figure out when kids have their first memories. And I'm going to get a really lifelike child of a kid made, like, like a lifelike replica of a kid made, like looks a lot like it could be a twin brother. And I'm gonna get a bunch of like fake pictures doctored up uh, to put around the house that's like, this is like the family plus one child. And it's, I want that, that my, my real child's first memory to be of me eating that cake. And me looking over at him like, you know, if he didn't keep crying so much when I told him to go to bed, maybe he'd be around today. I wanna, and I want him to remember that for the rest of his life. Scar your children is what I'm saying, people. Um, so I, uh, everyone was so surprised when Trump got elected, um, and I wasn't, uh, because I watch a lot of porn, and um, porn always knows where the wind's blowing. You always got to pay attention to porn. Uh, the, the six months before uh, Trump got elected, there was a real big rise in incest porn. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? A lot of incest porn. And I don't mean like, actually, like your stepsisters, and, and like, oh, my, your stepdad is like fucking you and shit like that. And I just saw that like, okay, okay. The South will rise again. That's what's happening right now. We will have another Republican president. That is a guarantee. Uh, but I'm okay with it. Because, you know, they were saying that Donald Trump should be president back in the 80s, you know, 25 years ago. Uh, and, now he, and now he is. You know who they're saying about that now? Dwayne Johnson. That's right. We are a quarter century away from a Brock presidency. Can you smell the legislation that the House is cooking? I swear to God, I'm excited. I think you all should be too because we're going to go straight from the rock bottom straight to the top, you jabronis. All right, that's my time. I'm Marty Cunny. Thanks a lot. Yay! Marty Cunny eats babies. <laughs> that's what I uh, yeah. gleaned. That's what I gleaned from your set today. <laughs> babies are delicious. And, uh, and actually, it's going to be Kanye, bitch. All right, your next comedian. I say Jesus. None of this rock bullshit. 
you're uh, although he I'm sure I'm sure he's a terrible actor but I'm sure he's a very nice man your next comedian is a very nice man as well uh, he's not an actor but he's very funny and you guys go to enjoy him very much I haven't made eye contact with him I don't know if he's here is Jonah Pollock here he's not here I did that nice intro and I was actually quite kind and I could have talked about how when I met him his hair was brown and now it's all gray but I'm not going to say that why did I do that Ian Levy's not here either that little cunt face oh come on everyone makes fun of him online I get to make fun of him on air because he signed up and he's not here your next comedian is though he's a lovely human being uh, he's part of half of the Destiny's Mom which does awesome shows and it's like they're constantly at the punchline and being amazing and selling out uh, uh, selling out the show not selling out like in general or what I didn't mean it like that everybody clap wildly for David Roth it's okay Pam I work in advertising I've sold out um, so I have some uh, astrology friends who timed their baby to be a Taurus. <laughs> but uh, the baby was actually born two months prematurely as a Pisces. And the dad was like, great, man. Not only does she have a faulty heart valve, but she's going to be hella clingy. <laughs> I got Pam on that one. <laughs> Crowd of one, it feels really good. Um, I am... My sign is cancer, so uh, I guess that just means my parents had sex in October, so every time, I just feel like really weird around pumpkin patches and shit. Um, it says, they say cancers are hypersensitive, which really hurt my feelings. <laughs> but like, I don't know, it just seems weird. Astrology is weird, because it's like, basically, your sign is a, is a matter of like nine months after your parents had sex, right? But like that seems sort of arbitrary. I feel like a better indicator of your personality is like how your parents had sex. Because I feel like I don't have like a ton of properties of cancer, but I am definitely a missionary baby. <laughs> like my favorite ice cream flavor, vanilla. Um, I'm not very adventurous, and I really like eye contact. <laughs> yeah, this is the shit right here. Yeah. Does anyone here know how they were conceived? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Still looking for my first one. Uh, I don't know. You look like you'd be like a doggy style baby or something. Anal, hey, you know, fuck yeah. Came out through my mom's ass. I also have a joke of like playing crowd work where I'm like, you look like the product of something not completely consensual, but I feel bad saying to any of these people. So. Um. I'm kind of worried about my dad. Uh, he, w he came home the other week and uh, wearing mom jeans. They were just like really hugging his hips and his like ass disappeared. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, he apparently bought his jeans from Walmart. Um, my dad, like he drives an Audi. He owns like a Rolex watch, but he will not spend more than $10 on jeans. And like the Walmart brand is called Faded Glory, which is just so... Are you doing well in your life? Uh, are things okay? Then do not buy these jeans. They're not for you. It just seems like, it's just like insulting, right? Like faded glory. Like it makes me sort of want to like start my own line of like insulting jeans. It's like, hey, sir, would you like to buy a pair of unfuckables? <laughs> like, no, no, thank you. What if I told you they were less than 10 bucks? Well, uh, do you have them in a 4830? Sir, that's the only size we have them in. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm from Michigan. I feel like, thanks. I feel like SF is just like too trendy, really. It's like too trendy for my taste. Like I'm still coming to the terms with people not thinking that Olive Garden is a special occasion restaurant. <laughs> that really bothers me. Like in SF, if you tell a woman you can transport her to Tuscany, she expects plane tickets, not like a ride to Stonestown Galleria in a smart car. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, like I actually saw this, one of my friends actually proposed at an Olive Garden, uh, which was like amazing. He like got down on one knee and he's like, Darlene, my love for you is as unlimited as these breadsticks. <laughs> like I was, it happened in fucking Ann Arbor, man. He was a factory worker. He worked at Cheesecake Factory. Uh, all right, I think my time's up. Thanks guys, I've been David. I ain't never coming, but you're stunned. David Roth, everyone, yay! He's also going to be on the uh, Can Cancers Be Funny show that's next month on a Friday. Yeah, he forgot about it. But it's great because you, you have all that astrology material and it's actually a show where everyone's a cancer. Actually, that's not true. One of the people actually survived cancer and that's why she's on the show. Yay! She was like, are you seriously letting people that survived cancer be in a cancer show? And I was like, fuck yeah. And she's like, oh my God, that's great. I have tons of jokes about cancer. Good. I'm, can cancer be funny? Only if it's told by a person who's had cancer. Uh, oh, before we get to the next comedian, I have to say, you talked about Marty Cunningham and then you said you had anal. Yeah, that's because like your dad came in your mom's ass and then it dripped out of her ass and fell into her vagina. And that's why you were born. Is that what you were talking about? That's what I thought you were getting at. It wasn't an ass baby, <laughs> David Roth. It was a drip baby. He's a drip baby. Your next comedian is a really... A really funny guy. I just keep saying that for everybody. It's really nice. that I haven't seen him here in a while, and so it's great that he came back. You guys are going to enjoy him so much. Everybody, Hayden Grief Neal! Yeah, it's me, everybody. Hooray! I like that you think San Francisco is too trendy. Have you ever been to L.A.? I went to L.A. My friend took me to a bar that did not have a liquor license. Uh, they were playing just a DVD of commercials projecting on the wall. There was no content, only commercials. I was there. I'm like, this is way too fucking hip for me. Get me out of here. Uh, I don't get dick pics, guys. I don't get, like, how do you have that much confidence, for one? Like, my dick is, like, the one part of my body I've always been taught to be ashamed of. Like, since I've been born. Like, that's, like, the one part of the body is never okay to take outside. It's, like, illegal to show it outside. I have a part of my body that's illegal that can put me in jail. What if they, what if they just came out, like, one week, they're like, oh, we're making right hand illegal. <laughs> I feel like in the future, like, people are going to think about us, like, we think of, like, the Middle East now, like, women have to put on a hijab, it's illegal for being outside, they're like, what? You can't just let your dick hang? Doesn't it get hot? Doesn't it get sweaty? Dick, like, dicks are so illegal that, like, not only do you put on, like, your regular clothes, you have to put on, like, an extra pizza clothes around it, just to make sure. I like I barely understand how to like regular hit on women. Like I never really got that down until they turned it into a video game. Like okay, okay Cupid changed my life. There's a button you could press that says a uh, wet women can press to say that please hit on me. Finally a sign I understand. Damn. I need I just like with an invitation it works for me. Like I just like 
I'm go- I think I'm good at dating now because I'm good at video games. And they made a dating into a video game. I could just be like, yes, 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 no, yeah. It's tight. Dick pics are weird. Dick pics, like, like, I think, I do think dick pics are gross, but I did read, like, a really good defense of them the other day. Uh, like, this guy, people were, like, on the internet, like, why do you send dick pics to, like, women that didn't ask for it? And he was like, well, yeah, it's like, most people totally think it's gross. Most people don't like them. But, like, the 5% of women are into them. And they'll, and things progress from there. And, like, the, the people that don't like them, I just saved us a whole bunch of time. And I'm like, one, gross. <laughs> Two, kind of genius. <laughs> I'm like, that just seems efficient. It's efficient and it's honest. And, like, I kind of wanted to work that, that idea into my own dating life. Not sending dick pics. Hell no, that's gross. Uh... But I'm gonna, I've started sending women just like a pure, like unadulterated, insane piece of my personality when I first reach out to them. I'll just like get fucking cut right to the chase. I'll just be like, hey, what if dogs don't know they're dogs? What if dogs think they're people? What if that's why they're friendly all the time? What if they're trying to network? <laughs> Thank you. And like, 95% of the time, they're going to block me right after that. <laughs> but 5% of the time, there will be a wedding. <laughs> and if you, if you do block me, I just saved us a whole bunch of time. Because if you're not down with that crazy shit, you're not down for me. And like, I just feel like it's more, I feel like regular dating is like inherently dishonest because you're like trying to trick people into thinking you're normal. It's like, it's like the, 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 the pot boiling a frog metaphor. It's like regular dating is like, oh, if you, put a, if you put a frog in regular water and slowly turn up the crazy, the frog will jump out because before things are totally insane. I'm just going to dump the boiling water in your face right in the beginning. And if you like it, then we're soulmates. Uh, thank you so much. Give it up for Pam. You want to be Hayden Reef Neil's soulmate. Of course you do. Dogs, dogs are people. Maybe a dog is your soulmate. That'll be great. Yay. Yay. Dogs. I like cats better. That's why I will never date. You're not, if you gave me the same line about cats, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Swipe right. I don't know. I've never dated online, so I don't know if you swipe left or right. I don't know. How, but I know if you put up a good cat meme, I'm going to like it. <laughs> okay. I love cat memes. Sorry. You're an ex-comedian. I don't know. I don't know what he loves. <laughs> but certainly it must be comedy because he keeps showing up. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Ian Levy. Yes, you want it. Yes, you want it. Fuck with a real nigga. I know she on it. I don't even trust no. I don't trust nobody. I don't um, hey guys. I've been, um, I've been reading a lot of books on, uh, feminism, uh, cause I think it's important, uh, to know your enemy. Oh, sorry, sorry that's, that's rude of me just to dive right in. How are you guys, how are you guys doing? Are you guys doing, you guys are doing okay? I'm doing well, thanks for asking. Just, um, no, I am, I'm doing well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. 
I'm doing well. Yeah, no, as well. If I if I was to judge it on a scale from one to well, I would say well. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, I'm doing well. I don't. I don't I'm doing well. I'd say, I'd say I'm doing well. Yeah, well, well is how I would, well, if I was to use a, a four-letter word to define how I'm doing, uh, I'd probably say well as well. Yeah, well, well is, is uh, if I was trapped down in a dark, wet place without water, I'd say it'd be a well. It would be a well. A well. It'd be... I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, well, I I don't know why you guys make it such a big deal out of it. I'm doing well. I'm just I'm just I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing re real real well. I'm doing real well. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. I'm pretty sad. <laughs> not so well. It's not it's not really working out. I don't I don't it's not not good. Not uh not good. Well is an exaggeration. Well, well is like a, a leap beyond what I'm doing. Well, I, my Facebook profile is is carefully edited to make it look like I'm doing well, but that's a thinly veiled lie. That's not even. That's that's just a gross exaggeration of how I'm actually doing. Pretty poor. Pretty poor. I have, a, I, I have a, a bachelor's degree and I work in a cafe, so not great, not great, not, it's not good, not, pretty sad, pretty sad, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty depressing, not good, not good, no, it's not, uh, yeah, I'd say every, 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 uh, every day is worse than the last, so yeah, it's not, uh, not, not really working out, not good. Pretty horrific, pretty, I don't, it's just like. My relationship with my father could be better. Yeah, no, I don't, it's just not, it's just not, I don't think we communicate. I don't, he recently told me he's moving to Sylvania. <laughs> I don't, I don't even, haven't even taken the time to Google that. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Healthcare would be nice. I don't know. I just don't. I don't have any no stable income, no future. I don't know where comedy's going. It's not good. Not. It's pretty. Pretty sad. Pretty. Very bad. Very bad is how I would say I'm doing. If I'm being frankly honest, I would say um, maybe maybe a bit better if I. Thought of a punchline for this bit, but it's really, really bad all over the ground. It's just, just driving. It just keeps getting worse. I'm Sean McKenzie, so sad and so lonely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's me, guys. So I think that's my time. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's been checking out. Ian Levy is so sad. <laughs> not not doing as well as he thought. That's you know it's alt. We're we're letting the alt comedy flourish here at Mutiny Radio.
Uh, it's good. At least he wasn't talking about yurts. Your next comedian is Louise Isbell's not here? No? No ladies in the house. No ladies in the house. Yeah, interesting. Where's the lady? Uh, I, is there a lady? Oh, there's, there's a lady. There's a, okay, good. Whew. I thought I was going to... I was worried about... I've been watching too much Netflix. They're putting a lot of murder on Netflix. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I'm afraid of... I, gotta, I can't leave my house. I'm afraid of getting murdered. Uh, so is your next meeting. I don't know if he's here yet or not, because I, I, I don't know if I've met him in person, and I feel like a jerk. Uh, but his name, and I'm sure he's very, very funny, is Dave Wineglass. See here? Yay! He's the one that brought the lady. He's totally cool. He has a lady. Yay! That's true. Thank you. Uh, this is actually kind of funny. The last time I was here, there was no stool. There was a table. And now there's a box of shirts. And so I'm wondering what there will be next time. <laughs> Something weird. Um, I don't know. Have you, guys, um, have you guys done puberty? Because it's kind of... It's a weird thing. So I've been through puberty, and yeah, no, hold your applause. That's okay. Uh, I've been through puberty, and uh, I, I, I actually went through puberty like kind of young, like kind of before people were really expecting it. Like people would come up, come up to me and be like, "Oh, looks like someone's got the chicken pox." Like, no, this is acne. I'm going through puberty. Shouldn't you know this? You're my doctor, and it didn't really make a lot of sense. You remember when you used to have sex ed in like elementary school? They would like split you up into the guys and the girls. You'd be leading up to it, and everyone would be all excited for, like, weeks on end. My understanding now is that was supposed to be, like, kind of an introduction to what was going to happen to your body. Um, for me, it was kind of like the credits were rolling, <laughs> where I kind of knew the plot. I, I just didn't know the actors behind it. Like, yes, I know I get boners in algebra class. Can you tell me why? I don't understand why this is occurring. Sex ed, if you, if you have any kids and you're um, worried about them getting proper sexual education, you don't need to worry because our sex ed classes are taught by phys ed teachers, um, which makes a lot of sense because who else are we going to leave you know, our kids in the most mentally unstable time in their lives? Sex ed is weird because they would just take you into the room and no one really knows how to teach it, so they just show you a video. Did you guys have videos? They would just put, yeah, they just put on the video, and they can't show you what's actually going on. Like, they wouldn't show you, like, an actual penis or an actual vagina, because that's porn or something. But they would have cartoons, and I don't know if you've seen this shit, but they're really unsettling, and they're not fun to look at. Like, I don't know who, and, and who, by the way, is, like, whose job is that? To draw these little cartoon penises for kids? Can, like, who thinks their job sucks? Imagine that's your job. You sit in a room all day, and you draw cartoon. Actually, you know what? I'm saying out loud. It doesn't sound half bad. I don't know. I feel like most of us could do that pretty easily. Um, they also have books about puberty now that you can get your kids if you're a terrible parent. And they have the same things. They've got these like little creations of your whole like genital system. I, I don't want to brag or anything, but like I know a lot about 13-year-old boys, and... They don't want those books. Don't get them those books. And I know that because I received one of those books. Shit got real in the Weiss Glass household in the fifth night of Hanukkah, 5764, when yours truly unwrapped a freshly printed copy of What's Going On Down There, a fun graphic novel about your pituitary system. Yeah. I turned to my mom. I was like, can I white elephant this? Like, can I take dad's socks? I know I said I didn't want socks, but I didn't know that the other option was a watercolor creation of my testicles dropping. Socks sound great right now. I also went to summer camp when I was a kid. That's because I'm Jewish, and I'm from New Jersey, and it's kind of a rule. If you fall into that category, did you as well? 
It's you have to do it. Yeah, Jewish kids kind of find their way to summer camp the same way like baby sea turtles find their way to the ocean soon after they've been hatched. There's not a lot of free will involved. It's just something you do. It's more instinctual than anything else. Thank you. <laughs> in the middle of June, you kind of find yourself in a field in Pennsylvania surrounded by 300 other dudes, 200 of whom are named Jake Goldberg, and you're like, oh, shit, okay. I guess I belong here now. But I was going through puberty at the same time, and they put all these pubescent kids like in one cabin together, which wasn't good at all. I mean, what we lacked in hygiene, we made up for in uh, nothing. We were gross, is what I was trying to say. It was really disgusting shit. And everything had to be a competition, right? Everything had to be a competition because you're all going through puberty and you all have to be the alpha male to the extent where you compete over things that you do not want to be the winner of. Like, are you really that happy that you just won the jerk off off in Bunk 13? Are you really happy about that? And I know I shouldn't be telling you about this, but these are the people that you interact with on a daily basis. They participate in all this shit. I know you trust Dr. Weinstein a lot, but you should know that the next time he's giving you a pap smear, he participated in a jerk-off off in Bunk 13 in 1997. He probably lost. Actually, no, yeah, I know he lost because they etched it into the wood, into the rafters, the score. It said Dr. Weinstein, but he was a doctor at the time. He's a very talented young man. Dr. Weinstein, it was the best of seven. He got swept. It was really not a good time in his life. Thank you very much, I'm David Weissglass. Appreciate it. Dave Weissglass, yay! I was actually a JCC summer camp counselor for eight years, uh, from '94 to into the 2000s. He doesn't care. I was one of those weird Jewy people that good night, bye, you guys, yay, Sean, go Warriors, yay, bye, Aiden, yay. Uh, but I was a JCC camp counselor, and that was fun. Lovely set there. Yes. Your next comedian. I'm so excited about her. Uh, she's our first lady comedian of the night. And she's also, uh, it's going to be really exciting on June 10th. She's going to speed date 21 plus comedians. Because, yes, she is uh, not only single, but a fantastic photographer. And a great comedian as well. So you guys are going to enjoy it right now. But please show up on the 10th and see her speed date 21 plus comedians. Some of you might be even be in the room. You might even be speed dating her later. Uh, clap your hands in a slappy like motion for Katrina Davis. I feel like if she was going to say that, I would have wore something better. Go like, this is the girl you will be speed dating. 21 guys, which will be the busiest my dating life has been in a really long time. So I'm very excited about that. Um, hello, everyone. How are you guys? I always like to start off like an AA meeting. Like, hi, I'm Katrina. Three months into comedy. So yeah. Um, I watch the news because I guess as an adult, you're supposed to do those things. And uh, I like... <laughs> I guess that's a weird word. I watched Trump fail a lot, and it's very interesting. And uh, I saw that he had like increased the military budget by like billions of dollars. And I was like, are we building Iron Man? Like, why do we need this much money? Even the $6 billion man was only $6 billion. And he got a, he got a lot done, maybe. But maybe it was a different time back then. Maybe still wasn't the same price it is now. Um, my aunt died. Hold your applause. <laughs> Just so you don't feel bad about that. One of my fondest memories of my aunt is her pretending to be an usher so she could scam disabled people out of their movie tickets so she could get in for free. 
So that's the person who's no longer here. So don't feel bad about that. My sister, she was upset and uh, she was talking to me and she was like, hey, you know, our aunt was so young, she was only in her 50s. And I was like, no, she was in her 60s. And she was like, no, she was in her 50s. And I said, well, you know what? Now she's not in anything, okay? She's not in her 50s, she's not in her 60s, she's not in heaven. She's not in any of these places, you know? A lot of people, uh, you know, they say you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. I disagree. I think that's the best time to talk about somebody. Because, <laughs> you, you know, they'll never find out. They cease to exist, you know? You could literally get in someone's face and be like, fuck you, dad, and he couldn't do anything because he's dead. I think funerals should be roast. I think that, uh, you know, you go out there and Uncle Jack or whomever is like, you know, Aunt Carol, she was a beautiful woman. A little too beautiful, am I right? She was a whore, hey And then we learn a little bit about Aunt Carol and we grieve and we move on as a family and uh, everybody wins. So uh, I think a lot about rape and it's not because I'm trying to make a career change or anything like that. It's because I'm a woman and that's the reality we face, you know? You know what I'm talking about. Hopefully not, but you know, you're aware of it. Um, but um, I, uh, I was, uh, one of the things I hate about rape is um, when a guy's trying to like, you know, be a minimist. You know, the guys are calling, men who are feminists now are calling themselves minimists, which is literally the minimal amount of effort they could do as far as being fighting for equality. And uh, one of the things I hate, like when a guy, well-meaning, you know, he's trying to explain to another guy about rape, because for some reason, men just don't get rape. I guess it's not in, it's not in their interest to understand what rape is, you know? There's like these rape loopholes that they keep finding. They're like, what if she was drunk and I was drunk? I'm like, then you're a drunk rapist. That's how that works. Um, but yeah, so like one of the things I hate, like when a guy, you know, well-meaning, well-intentioned, and he's like, hey, bro, you can't, you can't rape a woman, man. That's like stealing a car. Or it's like raping a woman. Like, I don't feel like we need to bring the automotive industry into this. Like, I don't know why that's the only way. Like, I don't think there's ever been like a foiled rape where a woman was like, hey, what if I was a Toyota Civic, huh? And the guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me get you an Uber home. I would not treat my car like that. Here you go. Here are your underwear, ma'am. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Is it really doing really good or it's almost time to be over? But uh, yeah. One last joke. Which one will I end it with? Abortion. I'm for it. And uh, it's not because, um, you know, I just like abortion because I like all my options on the table. And uh, I also think that you should be able to kill your kids whenever you want. And I don't, I'm not talking about like two months into pregnancy. I'm talking like three years out. Like, you're like, this is not working. And I think that's why, like, when people interview Casey Anthony, she never feels bad because she just knows she's ahead of her time. <laughs> And I'll leave you on that note. Thank you. Yay! Katrina Davis, yay! I, that was great. I feel so similarly about abortion, and so it makes me so happy. There's, we're woke! <laughs> Sorry. We are. Uh, but yeah, uh, children should be, especially, oh, I, I don't even want to get into it yet today, but I am going to do, I don't have a problem with autistic children, but I do have a problem with autistic adults right now. <laughs> just, I, had a, I had an issue today with some autistic adults and I was like, and you're not allowed to yell at, I feel like, can I give them the stink eye and a thumbs down and a boo? Like, I don't even know how to deal with it. Cause I feel like the police are going to get involved either way. Your next comedian. It's not, is Matthew Quirk here? Is he roller skated his little face in here? No, no, not here. Chris Via Alta, 
he looks Filipino, but he's Mexican. No, no, not here. Okay, uh, you know who's you know who's next? He's in here. He just gave me a donut. It was delicious. He's the host of the Night Space, which is every Wednesday from ten to midnight. If you haven't listened to High Time Story Time, you can just buy them on Amazon. Of course you can. You can look at you can look it right up. Of course you can. There, yeah, there it is. Hey everybody, clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Arden. Like what's up, Timmy? Where you at? And I still checking on my phone, checking on my time, checking on my. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Where did all that pot smoke come from? Oh, God. Oh, how's everybody doing? We good? Yeah, I'm doing good. I don't know about you fuckers. Oh, man. I had a nice, long, interesting day. Uh, I went to work today. Uh, I started at 6 a.m. making coffee for all you assholes. I got to say, you guys have to understand that caffeine is a drug, and it has to be used responsibly, because you're starting to look like drug-seeking patients in the ER. Like, you know, you're coming in and you've got a coffee and a piece of food. And you say, how much? And I tell you, and you say, that's too much. And I say, okay, you could put one of them back. (laughs) Guess which one you always put back? The food. That's what the lab rat in the experiment with the cocaine does. It keeps hitting the cocaine lever until it dies. You're doing the same thing. Stop it. I'm looking out for your well-being is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. Uh, I just wish you would behave more like the rat in the weed experiment, right? Where he hits the weed lever once, and then he just hangs out and hits that food lever like 10 more times, you know? Oh, man. But I do love all of you, even though you don't tip for shit. You really, you gotta start tipping. I'm sorry that you can't tip on the credit card, but carry, you're an adult, carry money of more than one denomination, okay? Just Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I grew up on the East Coast where we're all adulting and wearing suits and doing things day to day, right? None of this shorts and a t-shirt to work shit. I mean, goddamn. Wait, what happened to Dre? Are you with me on this one? What happened to dressing up for a date? What happened to that? Yeah. I used to dress up for dates, you know? Before it was deemed inappropriate for San Francisco because I was trying too hard. Nice belt, Arden. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm still looking for a hemp belt that's my tiny, tiny size, you know? Uh... But yeah, I used to wear suits for dates. I used to dress up because I used to date girls in Brooklyn. All these artist chicks, they love to go out to fancy places in the city. So uh, we'd get dressed up. Like I, uh, she, would, she would dress up uh, like a steampunk princess. And I would dress up like a gay spy. And we'd take the train over Manhattan and go to a hotel bar and just see how long it took them to kick us out. Okay. Or like, or like, I would dress up as Victorian dandy, and she would dress up as just a latex bondage woman. And we'd go try and open up a savings account. Like, you know, they, you gotta make dating interesting, right? God. But it's the education system. That's the real problem. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's because we're not teaching kids via the vehicle they use, right? Because if you give 16-year-old me an iPad, I'm just going to put porn on it, right? So let's just give them the good porn. Like, I learned uh, that Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake from the movie Let Them Eat Cock. 
And I learned that Genghis Khan conquered Persia in Genghis Gangbang Volume 18. If you got to stop and fuck everyone along the way, it's going to take 18 volumes to get to Persia. I'm sorry. <laughs> and finally, I learned about the midnight ride of Paul Revere from a little film called The British Are Coming, The British Are Coming. <laughs> which turned out to be a gay porn. And that's where I learned you blow one guy on the land and two guys down by the sea. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Arden. <laughs> I'm gonna smoke some more. You've been a great audience. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Arden, everyone, yay! I hope that you put that gay spy thing on your dating profile, because that will get you the chicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's go to a bar. Let's go to a laundromat, and we'll pretend you're a gay spy. And I'm a, I'm a Mexican gangster. And in the mission, it's not too improbable. <laughs> it was very funny though. Um, I'm, I'm seeming to be missing people. Matthew Quirk's not here. Chris isn't here. I don't see Geneva Rust Orta yet, nor Jean Fell. Just going down the list. Latoya has not graced us with her presence. But you know who is here? Uh, he's a funny guy. He's going to make you guys laugh. Clap your hands wildly for Scott Henry Hopkins. Oh, sure. He needs to set up his camera. He tapes his sets because he's a professional. Your next comedian, I think it's his first time here. I've never met him before. I'm excited that he's graced us with his presence. Clap your hands in a slappy like motion for Chandler Watson. Thank you. Thank you. It's like I'm I'm not used to the bay really. It's it's different. California is different from where I grew up, but that's a no shit. Like I was I was walking around Oakland today and I heard this dude, he was honking. And he's like, get the fuck out of the street, honky. And I look back and I got kind of excited. I'm like, is this where the race riot happens? <laughs> right here in Oakland. I thought the shit would happen in Tulsa, but no. I, I was like, I'm not ready for it though. I was wearing some flip flops. I was just walking around like with my, I'm like, I haven't had my kombucha yet, nigga. <laughs> it's too early to start a riot without kombucha. I need my probiotics. <laughs> yeah, I decided to quit drinking coffee today too. So I don't have to tip people. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I, it's like, it, it was weird because sometimes like whenever you do swipe it on the card, it's like, I really don't want to put this on my card, but you know what, I'll, I'll tip you 74 cents on my card because I'm not, I'm trying not to be an asshole. I try not to be, but I, I kind of am. I know I'm, I'm okay with the fact that I'm a dick. It's like, it took me long enough in life to accept that fact, but I'm, I'm cool with it now. I look in the mirror, I'm like, yo, this dude's just straight up dick. And I take a picture of myself and I sign it. I'm like, yo, am I Kanye? I don't know. Speaking of which, I, I used to have this job in Oklahoma at this grocery store, and I was just blasting some Kanye music, just like vibing the fuck out. And this dude came up to me. He's like, why are you listening to this asshole? I'm like, yo, why the fuck are you worried about what I'm listening to? This is just mind your own business. When you listen to your screamo music, do I ask you why you planning a school shooting? <laughs> no. I just sit over there and dial 9-1, and I debate if I'm going to hit the other one. Because I know if I hit them, the cops might fuck me up and not you. But he played me the song, he's like, yo, give me your honest opinion, what you think of this shit. And I listened to it, I'm like, you know what? It'd be better if it was a different beat, if it was remixed and a whole nother artist did this shit. So pretty much if Kanye made this song, it would be dope as fuck. <laughs> and then he told me it was some ICP shit. I'm like, what? You just made me listen to some Juggalos? You don't know how upset that made me. It's like, he took, he insulted Kanye West 
but he, he played some juggalo music for me. You can't listen to ICP and insult anything in life. You can't. It's like all you do is do meth and go build engines. That's what the fuck you do on ice. <laughs> like, nigga, get the fuck out of my face. But it's like after that, it's like I had a nightmare. There's some like it was funny. I had I had this nightmare that it was like the juggalos were like vampires. Once you hear their music, you become one. And like they got my mom, they got my old lady, and like come to find out, I talked to my old lady back in Oklahoma. She's like, Yeah, I used to listen to juggalo music. I'm like, the shit's coming true. I was nervous. I'm like, I fucked the juggalette. Damn. Should have wore a condom. Now it's in me and I want to go to the gathering of the juggalos. I just want to. It's like Fago pop and what? Meth? I bet you they're down for a revolution. You think so? Yeah. Just storm DC with some fucking Fago pops, hatchet mans. Yeah, that'd be kind of dope to see. But then from there, what do they do? They, they don't know what revolution even means, do they? Now I'm just judging people. Right? This is America. We don't judge. We live freely and let people live how they want to live, right? Nah, that's not American at all. This is home of the hate, home of the violence. That's how you get shit solved, right? Maybe I should have helped that dude start the revolution this morning. Maybe the revolt. Anyways, what, was it, what else is going on in my life? Too much, man. I like to explore and do random shit. Some of that exploring gets me in trouble, but it's only trouble if you really give a fuck. And I was in court and I really didn't give a fuck. I just didn't want to go to jail because apparently it's illegal to have shrooms in Yosemite. Who fucking knew? Who knew? that you could get a ticket that said controlled substance for having mushrooms and then you have to go to court in Yosemite six months later. Who knew? But if you're gonna go to court and the potential to go to jail, at least do it in Yosemite because you get to see some beautiful ass shit. It was nice, I'm like, yo, that's a nice waterfall. I'ma hike that if I don't get sent to jail, which I did. And then, uh, yeah, I was just irritated. And like those mushrooms were a gift, it was free. And they ended up costing me 600 bucks and a year of probation. So I can't pee outside for a year. That's irritating. I got piss in somewhat fresh water. But my name is Chandler Watson. Thank you. Yay, Chandler Watson. Boo, draconian drug laws. Boo. You can't have mushrooms in Yosemite. Where else are you supposed to have mushrooms? I mean, Christ, you can't have a religious experience in this state. Like, if you're going to have a fucking religious experience, where are you going to go? Well, now we got to go to fucking Argentina or Peru or some shit. Got to go to Chile. Got to go to Machu Picchu and eat some fucking ayahuasca. No, I just want to take some shrooms and fucking the forest, man. Okay. Sorry that happened to you. That totally sucks. It was a very funny set, though. You're next. Can we, are you done with your camera? Do you need to yeah. futz with it? Are you okay? Are you good? You want to go up? You want to do it? All right. His camera's ready. It's a fancy camera. And he's going to have a fancy set for you guys right now. Clap your hands together for Scott Henry Hopkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm recording this for HBO, but they don't know it yet. But uh, <laughs> So thanks, Pam, for such a great place. And you're a great audience. Uh, something about myself. I'm on a new diet, the sumo wrestler diet. And it's working. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. What else? I'm a Warriors fan. Go yeah. I'm also a Raiders fan. Yeah, yeah, nobody likes the Raiders. Everybody treats us like losers, you know, and it's really weird when I come to San Francisco and I'm wearing my Raider jacket and a hat. You know, those people look at me kind of strange, you know, they're kind of walking across the street to get away from me. They're asking me if I sell drugs. They think I'm a gangster. How cool is that, right? Go. Yeah, no. 
So, uh, no, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was down in San Diego recently, and uh, this guy, this big, fat, like, truck driver guy came up to me and said, oh, you're from Oakland. You're the wrong color to be from Oakland. And I said, you're the right color to be a racist asshole. Uh, three months later in my head. <laughs> that's how I yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> Thank you. I have a friend who loves, uh, who loves to run marathons. Should I call him a racist? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, uh, you know, I've been thinking about these sayings. You know, they're sayings like, um, today is the, what, the, how does that go? Everybody, the first day of the rest of your life. Isn't that, how do you know? What if you're dying? Then it's probably the last day of your life, right? What about that saying, uh, if life gives you lemonade, Hire an undocumented worker to, no, it's life gives you lemons. <laughs> Sorry, hire an undocumented worker to make lemonade. And how about, is the glass, is the cup half full or half empty? They don't tell you if the cup is actually filled full of shit. <laughs> and if it's half empty, it means you've been eating shit slowly over your life, teaspoon by teaspoon. And uh, the good news is you're halfway there. The bad news is you still have a half cup full of shit to get through in your life. <laughs> and if, it, if you think it's half full, it means you got cheated. You only got a half a cup of, of shit when you should have gotten a whole cup of shit, right? <laughs> you should call out, hey, waiter, come back here. Or do you think you're lucky because you only got a half cup of shit to, to eat in your life. I don't know. So the next time somebody tells you, or they ask you, well, what do you think? Is the cup half full or half empty? Just tell them they're full of shit. Okay. No. So anyways, too, too grim. So if you want to get a little darker, you know, somebody's talking about abortion. You know, it's kind of bittersweet for me because uh, yeah, I was born before abortion was legal. So I have to thank my mother for being law-abiding and bad with coat hangers. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so that's my Mother's Day joke. Now, uh, Cinco de Mayo, you know, I... <laughs> Another holiday recently, uh, somebody, Cinco de Mayo, you know, my friend said, oh, it's so hypocritical, people uh, celebrating Cinco de Mayo and uh, being for building a wall, you know, how dare they? But uh, a lot of people, they think first it's a Mexican holiday. It's actually not a Mexican holiday. Cinco de Mayo was invented in California by Mexican gold miners in 1860. And they, you know, they heard about that battle in Puebla, they had a big party. So it's another thing that sounds foreign, but it's actually California. You know, like uh, fortune cookies, chop suey, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's my time. You've been a lovely, lovely audience. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. I ain't even playing with this rap game. Scott Henry Hopkins. Yay. Yay. He's happy. I'm happy. We're all. Yeah, my vaporizer's not working. It's making me upset. But other than that, everything's happy on the happy hour. Your next comedian, what a funny guy. Uh, don't let his weird head tattoos fool you. He's going to make you laugh, not scare you. Uh, clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Jeremy Atkins. Thank you, Pam. 
I, I feel for you on the pain of the vape. I, uh, I've, I've killed a few vapes in my time. I, uh, how's everyone doing? Enjoying this evening? Are we having fun? Liking the laughs, the funny and all that? <sighs> I'm kind of tired. I slept in my car last night. I, uh, a date went really badly, and so I just bailed on it. And then I had to sleep in my car because I couldn't go home because it was my ex's turn to have someone over. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm divorced, and I live with my ex. Yeah, that's how you know you live in the Bay Area where housing and house prices are so fucked up. You're willing to live with someone who hates you, tells you randomly, crossing paths in the hallway. Hey, you know why you're a fucking asshole today? I, I didn't do the dishes? No, you broke my fucking heart. Okay, I don't, um, I don't know if that, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's that good, it's that good. Like, basically what I'm trying to say is that when you get divorced, like, enjoy your marriage. You know, just have fun. Have a blast. And when it's time for divorce, like when it gets bad, just get your wallet, some keys, maybe a change of clothes and leave. Just get the fuck out. All right? Like, I tried to tell my, uh, my ex that she was angry because she was sad, and she was like, no, I'm angry because you're a giant gaping asshole. It was really hard to disagree with her. I was like, look, sad's not the worst place you could be. And she was like, ah, you broke my heart. I can't trust anyone ever again. I feel like total shit. Where, where, what worse could happen? What, where, where, where else could I be? I was like, well, you could be stuck in a relationship with me. <laughs> she wasn't going for it. I, uh, you know, the big thing that we're fighting over is custody. We're having a custody thing. And if you ever heard anybody complain about their custody issues, they just sound like assholes. Like, no matter how they sound, like, what they say, they just sound like assholes. Like, I had to sit through this myself with a douchebag friend of mine. We, we all have douchebag friends, you know, that person we have to make excuses for. I, I don't know why they're in the car. Like, just, just drive. It's easier, please. Right? Like, if right now you're trying to figure out who in your crew is the douchebag asshole and you can't, well, it's you. I mean, I don't know you guys. But yeah, it's you. So there he is, and he's complaining about his ex-wife and how she won't take the kids one weekend. I mean, five kids, and he's got this adventure camping thing, and it's on and on and on. And I'm thinking the whole time, wow, what an asshole. This guy, it's his kids. He should just care about his kids. And then he stops, and he's like, what do you think? I'm like, what do I think? She only gets those kids, you know, she doesn't get those kids one weekend of the month. That means that's the one weekend she fucks. That's the weekend she can fuck all week long, weekend long. And you're lucky you're, you know, she doesn't fuck all your friends at Facebook about it. So here I am. I'm the asshole complaining about a custody thing. Uh, I shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be this situation. I have one really good reason. I don't have kids. It's a dog. It's over a fucking dog. Yeah, that's how sad it's become. You know what's really funny? Because I've been dating, and I'm not very good at it. Like, I, I'm good at the beginning, and then it gets bad. I always wonder what my dogs think. They're like, dude. We just got used to that last one. Why can't you have a relationship? We, we can't keep meeting new people. <laughs> but like I said, I've been dating. And so, uh, you know, little things, weird things like texting wasn't as common. You know, 15 years since I dated last. And so I tried some of that, I believe you young people call it sexting. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not so good at it. I was on my way to this woman's house, feeling really bold, sent her a text. I'm on my way to your house to fuck you really hard. It's clunky, but it gets the message across. No one's confused by that message is what I'm saying. 
Except the reply scared me out of sexting and almost all the way out of texting because the reply was from my mom and it said, new phone, who dis? All right, I'm not sure about that set, but I will see you all later. Give it up for Jeremy Atkins. Jeremy Atkins, everybody. Next up, your fabulous host. She's got a bone to pick. <laughs> and we'll, 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 we'll see how this goes. See and how this uh, goes. Yeah. Oh. So uh, apologies ahead of time to everybody. Your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay, me. Yay. Hi. I had a rough time this morning with uh, some people and... Oh, there's a lot of feedback. I don't know what's going on. Okay. It's, I didn't, I want to give them feedback uh, because they're ass nuggets. They're entitled ass nuggets. Here's the problem. I used to be a special education teacher and I used to teach a lot of autistic children and that was fine and they were special snowflakes and I treated them as such because I was trying to help them learn to be better people and involved in the world. And now the problem is they're adults now and I'm not racist, but I kind of fucking hate autistic adults. These entitled little fuckballs. And I'm such a special snowflake and now I'm 27. You know what? I'm renting in uh, Berkeley and um, I'm from, I live in San Francisco now. I should be at a 70 degree warm house all winter. Okay, you don't wear shorts in your house in the winter, even if you're in California. I know you saw 90210 and I know you believe that California is this warm place, but it's a TV show. If you're cold, wear a sweater. Don't blame your landlord. But I can't communicate because I'm autistic, right? They just got $2,600 back from their landlord because they're like, our heating bill is so expensive. They have their windows open with the heat on. Oh, yeah. Why? Because they're autistic. How do you argue with an autistic person? You can't because they just keep changing the subject. They won't look you in the eye. They won't shake your hand. And they're like, and then the media, oh, well, uh, we're having trouble communicating. Yeah, because they're retarded. That's the whole thing about autism is they have trouble communicating. So I got to pay for their inability to communicate? When do they get to take their own responsibility for not being able to communicate? You're an adult now, asshole. When you were five, fine. You're not good at communicating. I get it. You're a child. Now we've taught you language and social skills, scripts, so that you can be an adult in the world. Sorry, I'm so angry because it's just Americans are entitled enough on their own. And I know maybe they have autism because of all the wheat and maybe it's America's fault for DDT and Roundup and corn syrup and gluten and we did it. We did it to our people. But you know what? <laughs> if another person walks around me in line at Food for Less, I'm going to kick him in the fucking balls. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Who is so entitled? There's a line here. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to wait in line. Yeah. All things in nature are curved. Thank my boyfriend's dick. Get to the back of the line. Sorry. I'm really upset about autistic people today. <laughs> That said, that said, I do hang out with a lot of children that have autism, and they're nice little human beings, but I don't let them scream on the bus whenever they want whatever they want, but suddenly, because I'm a good nanny, but that's the problem, is that parents treat every child like a special fucking snowflake, and then they become adults, and they still think they're special fucking snowflakes, and I'm like, no, welcome to the world with the rest of us. <laughs> we don't give a shit if you've got... I have disabilities too. I'm sad. <laughs> you know, I'm so sad. And you know what I do? I smoke a lot of pot to circumvent it. Oh, I have social issues. I have anxiety. You know what I do? I drink alcohol like normal people. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I do. I feel like a dick today about the autism thing. And, and, it's, and it is our fault. It's not my fault. It's big industry and stop eating wheat, I guess, is now the thing. White bread is the devil. I don't know who's going to hell. I am too. <laughs> your aunt, yes, she's already there, honey. It's fine. I loved your speak ill about the dead. Today was my day to speak ill about the living. <laughs> Fuck autism. Okay, yay, bye, Pam. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Pam Benjamin, running this fabulous show. <laughs> running back to here. So much anger, and I, 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 I get it. I, I, I deal with a lot of those customers at work, um, but you know we do what we can while we can. <laughs> anyway, your next comedian uh, is. Can you read it? No, it looks like Toyota <laughs> Honda Accord. <laughs> She's the ghost of Ultacast Alta every Wednesday from noon to two. Put your hands together for Latoya, the sheriff of truth, win! Yay! Yay. Yay. I know she always want to hit the mall. She know I'm cash I ain't never liking these niggas. They know yeah, thanks for the colored people music. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, why is there such thing as fat cops? I don't understand it. Like, how can you be a fat fucking cop and, like, you know, chase people? I mean, they don't. They usually just shoot, really seriously. But it's just like, I've never seen so many titties on a cop. I mean, bouncity bounce. It's, it, it's just shameful. Like, there should be something about, like, you know, you should at least wait this amount, not have titties, men, not have cankles, men, and be able to chase bad people and crackheads, whatever. I, I just, I've just seen my fair share of fat cops coming back from the Midwest and then being here, being a bartender because the popo came to my job. Not for me. I do no wrongs, boss. Uh, <laughs> there was, um, I, I actually appreciate when cops do come to my bar because that means I get to see white people fighting. Yeah. Um, but this was ghetto white people fighting and I did not want to be caught up in that mess because this bitch was big and I was scared of her. So basically this woman came strolling in because I guess some customer stole her iPhone and so she had found her iPhone and came in busting in. Motherfucker, who you talking my phone? You stole my phone, oh shit, motherfucker. And I was just like, whoa. I'm backing away from this situation because um, I don't want to be caught in that crossfire. So I didn't call the cops. Someone else did because in our culture, thou shall not call Popo because you will be the one shot or getting arrested. It is not fiction. It is a fact. Watch the news. Um, so basically, uh, she, the cops were called. The cops were rude. I didn't talk to them. I just observed my manager talking to the popo because again, I do not like them. And they were fat, like seriously, like what you gonna do fat cops, seriously? Ooh, sit on somebody. Um, and I was just like taken aback by my manager talking to the cop, trying to calm the lady down, and the cop yelling at my manager for trying to calm the lady down. And I'm just like, okay, this shit's retarded. We called the cop, well, they called the cops, 
And the fact of the matter, he, oh, by the way, this cop had the best alt-right looking look. He, he had the little, you know, the little hair alt-right thing, the Richard Spencer thing. I'm like, racist. Uh, <laughs> and he was the one just giving everyone a hard time. So basically, that was the first time the cops were called that day at work. Mind you, I work at a bar downtown, so, you know, shit happens. The first time, or excuse me, the second time the cops were called the day, um, the, the, the cooks in the, in the kitchen were fighting my manager because they had stole some money from us. Cops were called again, but this, but the scary thing is the brothers were Mexican, so I was hoping that uh, you know immigration was not coming to take anybody away, because again, I don't like cops. They scare the piss out of me, and especially fat cops, because what are you gonna do with a fat cop? Yeah, but anyway, so I just got back from the Midwest. Like I said, I came back from Trump country. I'm from misery. I finally had a uh, conversation with the Trump supporter, and it was very easy because they regret everything. And I asked him, so uh, why'd you regret your vote? He's like, well, I just got laid off, and uh, I'm not going to have any health care. And I was like, and I laughed at them. I didn't feel sh I didn't feel shit. I actually just laughed at them. That's just, it's, it felt good actually. But on that note, um, this is Memorial Day. To me, it's for rich people now because uh, I don't see much people really celebrating, other than that fat cop thing. I just can't stand fucking fat cops. That's all I gotta say about that. I'm leaving on that note. Never trust a fat pig. like super it's we're not racist but we're like fat copists and we're like autists and we're like we like have some serious hate but not for like normal things yay yay hate for weird shit it's america we can hate whatever we want yay <laughs> land the land where you can even hate wheat uh, just don't hate my cat, you assholes. I'll come after you. What? What's yeah. with the wheat? Why, no, we why are we on wheat. wheat today? Because I read this book. Um, it was the, the complete history of white bread in America, and it's nonfiction, but it's so good. And then last night I watched this documentary, and it's like something about wheat or whatever. And I'm like, wheat is the devil! Just like when I read um, Omnivore's Dilemma, and I'm like, corn syrup is the devil! Corn's the devil! And all corn's the devil, and wheat is the devil. So like, all I can do is, I don't know, eat cheese <laughs> I, I'm gonna say wheat's not bad for you unless you got celiac no 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 it's it's the it's it's really deep about how bad wheat is they've been fortifying it forever and all of the well, cereals fortification are is good it's got no vitamins. you're brainwashed you have no idea look the I need my riboflavin goddamn it the only reason that cereal came out cereal came out breakfast cereal well yeah I know as a way not to masturbate yeah no we had malnutrition because of the depression we had the no it was a way not so Puritans didn't have to masturbate anymore no, they eat Kellogg's special cake the come on was they couldn't masturbate because they didn't have enough energy Energy because they weren't having enough calories. We were really diminished, and then we made this food. And watch, watch the road to Wellville with Matthew. I Broderick, know that's I'm part telling. of it too. The road to Wellville. I know Kellogg. He was a nut. Yeah, 
yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think it's time to introduce our it next is, comedian. It is. It's time to introduce your next comedian. He's a nut too. He's got roller skates on. What a weirdo hippie. You think weird, weird talking about wheat? This guy's got roller skates on. Everybody, put it together for Matthew Quirk. Look at his cute ass. I know the face is a catcher's mitt, but I have the lower torso of a much younger man. Thanks to roller skating. Keep you young forever. Skater booty. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Snapping it up. So uh, to finish off on your cop thing, um, so you ever seen a lady cop? Yes. Can you tell she has breasts? No, they got the jacket on and the, uh, yeah, they can't tell. They hide that shit. And actually they have rules for women about like if they can't do like the push-ups and sit-ups and physical, they don't let them be cops and stuff. So if the cop is that fucking fat, if he can't pass the physical, he should be jettisoned. Fair is fair. So uh, yeah, check out Mike with that loud blue fucking shirt on. Just, oh, look at me, look at me, screaming for attention. How pathetic. <laughs> How pathetic. So anyway, uh, I'm dressed in this particular fashion because I'm going to a unicorn roller disco party after this. I'm at least a finalist with this outfit, right? At least a finalist. How embarrassing, though, if some other guy has the exact same outfit, right? How the egg on my face it will be so shameful. Uh, so yeah, I said unicorn party, but ladies, I'm up here. I'll let it sink in. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? So uh, I got news for everyone here at Muni Radio. I'm transitioning. I'm transitioning. Aren't you proud of me? I'm transitioning from an apartment to a van. And I am transitioning. It's a transition for sure. Um, so I was selling some stuff at a garage sale and a neighbor lady came by and she was like, oh, we bought a couple t-shirts. She's like, hey, where, where are you moving to? And I'm like, right there, because my vehicle was parked right there. And she's like, oh, you're moving into your car. And I'm like, God damn it, you'd think a Bay Area woman would be a little more sensitive. I mean, size matters, right? You're not going to hear me say that much, but in this instance, size matters. It's a van, not a car. I'm moving into a van. Damn it. Yeah, I guess it's better than being fat shamed for moving into a van, right? Like, oh, a van? Can't fit all your stuff in a trunk? What's a hoarder? Goddamn hoarder. Uh, so anyway, I wish she was here. There's another comedian who talks about doing 23andMe to uh, find out what all people do 23andMe for. This is her joke. I want to credit her. That to find it if they can say the N-word, right? That's why people get their genetic testing, right? And so it inspired me to get my genetic test to see if I can say the N-word. And good news, everybody, I can. So here goes, buckle up, Neanderthal. You guys knew that, you guys knew that already, right? You guys could tell by the body shape, the general, general brow, right? But I tell you, I like your hair. You look, you got Cro-Mag in you. I like that. Yeah, I'd go for that. You got that hair. Oh, okay, better wrap it up. 
So uh, I'm trying to be healthy and everything. So I started eating that kimchi stuff. And what the fuck is wrong with the Koreans? I mean, how do you make cabbage worse? I mean, am I right? It's fucked up, man. I'm stalling because I had something else to say that I thought of in the car that I'm not thinking of now. I had something else to say about kimchi. Uh, yeah, cabbage worse. Fuck. I don't know. Maybe I should just move on. Uh, yeah, so to finish up on autistic kids, if I may. Uh, what a fucking cop-out. I mean, we had kids who had trouble getting along when I was growing up. They were called nerds and geeks, and we beat them up, and that's how things went, man. They became socially adjusted by the gentle hand of a bully, and they stopped doing that shit now, too. And now everyone gets to claim autism. No, you're a selfish nerd, man. Autism bullshit and now we have just too much convenience if you couldn't get along if you weren't social not too long ago that was the worst fate you could have and to be ostracized back in the day was worse than death but now everyone's got their individual fucking buddies their little handheld best friends and they can get away with that crap without the social penalties so man i gotta say man turn off that cell phone and start beating up autistic kids again there, I said it. Thank you, Mutiny. You heard it here first. Matthew Quirk. Don't, don't heed that advice. Beat up autistic kids. Now, I have no problem with autistic kids. It's the adults I have a problem with. Because when they're kids, when they're kids, they're blameless. But the problem is once they're an adult, like... I mean, if you want to claim, like, oh, my childhood was sad. Like, there's kids that their parents are, like, don't feed them and, like, are prostitutes and send them out to be prostitutes. My childhood was sad. Make them do crack and they've been doing cocaine. Those people, no one's being like, let's give you, let's be special to you, friends. Like, no, nah, I mean, come on. It's, yeah, man. Autism is the white people's. No, it's because it's, it's super, it's, it actually is kind of racist because autistic kids are usually white. And so, like... But they're special uh, little snowflakes, every single one. I hope they all code me a new app. I'm when slowly backing away from the mic <laughs> and out of the station. <laughs> I know, I'm like I'm like Satan. I also think that um, I also think that the reason that autistic kids exist is that um, we've been killing all the whales and they're all just whale souls. Then there's not enough souls in the universe, right? And souls cannot energy can't be created or destroyed, right? But now there's like eighty million billion people or whatever, eight billion people. But there used to be so like maybe there were insects that we exterminated in Vietnam and all of their silly little souls came back as autistic children. Am I a crazy person? Yes. All right. <laughs> it happened in the 70s that we obliterated species in Vietnam. So I think all those little souls came back as American kids. And it's like the fuck you from the grave from the Vietnamese. They're like, fuck Pam, you. Pam, you did you drop acid today? Forever. Because we killed all their weird tzatzi flies or something. Did you <laughs> drop acid today? No, I didn't drop acid you today. Sure? I'm, not, I'm totally, at this point, I'm not even drunk anymore. I only had two beers and now I'm completely sober. All right. Right, so uh, yeah, on that note, comedians. Geneva's not here, nor is my favorite. Speaking of racism, Gene Feld is supposed to come, and, and he gives Russians a good name. Uh, but he isn't here yet, uh, nor is Gene. But you know who is? She just walked in the door. She's a very funny lady. Or did did Chris? Oh, we forgot about Chris. Yeah, I was gonna go. I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw Madeline Dunnison. I got all excited just because I, I haven't seen her in a while, and her arms are all normal again. Uh, what? <laughs> she used to have broken arms and shit. <gasps> 
Gucci. You're next comedian, though. Nothing is broken on him, but we're very sad because he's going to leave us for the summer and then he'll come back. But we, we will anxiously await his return. Please clap wildly for his exuant. Everybody, it's Chris Vialta. Yay! I feel like all this passion against autism might be a form of autism in itself. You know, honestly. Like, come on, what are we doing here? What's going on? Let's go. Let's relax with the... Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I've been I developed this sort of fear of a stroke recently. It might it might be my new cologne, um, Burnt Toast by Ralph Lauren. It's a very probably not worth buying. All the anxiety. <laughs> okay. Um, I I want to impress everybody here. Honestly, I do. I want to impress. I want to be one of the greats. But I don't think I want to do all that's required to become one of the greats. Like. Um, Rape. I don't want to rape anybody. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. You know, because you read any of the history books, the one thing you'll learn for sure is that to be passed down in history, you got to rape. Like Alexander the Great raped Genghis Khan, which is Mongolian for rape, raped William Shakespeare, which is pretentious for rape, constantly rapes the eyes of high school freshmen across the country with boring ass plays. And I don't want to do that with my jokes. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to rape anybody. But I'll happily talk about rape, even though I will never. <laughs> Unless, like, I don't know. Um, I went through this phase where I tried to get rid of my ego, but I realized that you have to have a really big ego to think that you can get rid of your own ego, you know? I don't know. Like, honestly, the thing that got me thinking that I could get rid of it was I read this thing on Buddha, and it said that he liked to take really long walks, and I was like, I could take long walks. I could be Buddha. Slap on my Fitbit, get 10,000 steps a day. I'll get rid of my ego like that. I was on my way. I went to a yoga class. Honestly. I went to a yoga class, they told me to do, to do downward dog, and I was like, I'll make downward dog my bitch. Boom, downward dog. You say I'm supposed to touch the floor? Nah, you've been doing it wrong. This is downward dog. I'm the real fucking Buddha. <laughs> Just a cocky guy trying to lose his ego. It was very weird. But I, I did take long walks, and, and one of them, I came across a bag full of, it was a black and green bag. It had a marijuana leaf on it, and it was full of cookies. And I always tell them, I'm not really a drug guy. You know, I always say that I only do them if somebody offers. And on that day, the floor offered, so I'm like, I guess I'm doing edibles today. And it was my first time, too. And I, I heard that you're not supposed to eat too much. And the bag even said, cannabis, don't eat too much. But I'm a rebel, so I ate too much. You know, I have a problem with authority, kind of. I do, like, I remember they used to tell me, like, you have to roast marshmallows with fire. I was like, fuck that. I'll roast them by saying really mean things to them, you know, conserve some energy. Just, you look like a fat, bald Trump. <laughs> they get really heated up about that, those marshmallows. They tell you, supposed to, supposed to run in your running shoes. No, I walk in my running shoes. I play basketball in my tennis shoes. I'm a goddamn rebel. They tell you you shouldn't go on tangents when you're telling stories. I just went on a rebel tangent during my weed story. I don't give a fuck about these rules. All right? Yeah, I'm a fucking motherfuckers. I'm going to keep talking even though I'm not getting any laughs. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Um, no, but I'll go back to because I, I did eat too many. And what I learned is that when you eat too many edibles, the edibles will eat you back. It's a very dangerous thing. Like, I, I felt like my mind was being chewed up. My vision was getting all blurry. Like, for a second, I had this out-of-body experience where I could see my own self. And at first, I freaked out. Because I'm like, this is not supposed to happen. But then I realized, no, this is what I want. This is me losing my ego. This is me disconnecting from the physical, connecting from the spiritual. I told myself, Chris, commit. Keep going. Stop lying to yourself. Be your true self. Be your true self. 
and as I was telling myself to be my true self, one image kept popping through the haze of the marijuana and it was of me as a woman. So I don't know if that means I'm transitioned transition to, but I know this one thing for sure. I make a sexy ass lady. I saw it, I do. I have that like little new girl quirky look, but with a little Spanish flair. I'm, I'm fucking sexy as a girl. I added myself to my spank bank, jack off, just in case the Wi-Fi goes down. Gotta <laughs> imagine a little bit, you know, get back to the old days. And that's what's supposed to happen. Like I, I, I did the edibles to get rid of my ego, but all I did was inflate my ego because now I like, want to fuck myself. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. Thank you, everybody, for your time. Thank you. Yay. That was Chris Fialta. Yay. We're going to miss him this summer. Boo. But he'll be back in the fall to do more comedy with us. Yay. Your next comedian, like I said earlier, she's healed. And she has a dog. And that's exciting times. I can't wait to listen to her jokes. I haven't seen her in a while. Everybody, Madison Dunnitz. Yay. Yeah, I'm dog sitting for like maybe not the world's best behaved dog, so it's a little bit stressful all the time. Um, <laughs> she actually ate my comforter. Like I came home and there was just puffs everywhere. Um, but really, the hardest part has been that like I don't really feel like I can masturbate while she's in the room, and I don't like really trust her to be in the house without me. So that's been really cramping some part of my life. Um, okay, that didn't work. Um, that was just dogs. Uh, whenever I'm having a really bad day, I like to buy myself some flowers so I can rip them up. There's like something about that feeling. It's like really soft and just like papery. And as you're doing it, it makes you feel so much better, as does like the look on people's faces when they watch you rip up flowers. I like to do roses. It just like, it feels the best, I'm not gonna lie. Um, plus then you can throw them in someone's face and they can't really get that mad. So it's a good way to deal with rage. Um, have any of you guys ever tried to hotwire a washing machine? <laughs> no? I have, because my landlord's an asshole. Um, so we have to pay to do laundry, but the landlord can't be bothered to come collect the quarters, so now it's full. So now I have to like fight to pay him so I can do my laundry, which is endlessly frustrating. Um, so what I discovered is if you uh, go behind the machine and poke two of the wires together, it just starts. So yeah, me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really proud. Also, like hot wiring something sounds so much cooler until you like know what it actually entails, and then it's like meh, kind of disappointing. Um, I am healed. I am part zombie now, actually, because I have some cadaver bones. Sorry. Okay. Nope, dog. You're just terrible. Just terrible. Uh, there might be like a mouse or some food somewhere. She'll find it, don't worry. Anyways, part zombie, cadaver bone. It's gonna give me like a huge advantage in the zombie apocalypse because I'm gonna be able to like play both sides, you know? It's like stick an elbow in one camp and she likes it too. Um, yeah, actually I'm kind of terrified for the apocalypse. Uh, every so often, I go for a run without my inhaler, and it immediately becomes apparent that I'm going to die first. 
I don't have a chance. Um, I've been going on quite a few first dates lately. Not a lot of second dates. It's probably for the best, realistically. Because um, my favorite thing to do, like about 20 minutes in, I know that it's not going anywhere, but you feel like you have to be polite and stick it out. Okay, I know it's not going anywhere like after two minutes, but I feel like I have to pretend like I'm not a judgmental person, so I lie to myself and say it takes me 20 minutes. But about 20 minutes in, I get like real sick of it, so then I have two strategies. One is I just ask the most inappropriate questions I can think of. Like, uh, I mean, I like, I like to start with like, how are you conceived? <laughs> That's something people really like to talk about, let me tell you. Or like, what's the like most extreme sex act you've participated in? One dude had anal sex twice and was like, ex like way too proud of it. Way, way too proud of it. It's like, no. Um, if you're interested, the weirdest sexual thing I've done is I peed on a guy once. Thank you. But it took like six tries. So <laughs> we were both like pretty surprised when it actually happened. There was some performance anxiety involved. And it turns out he wasn't even into it. What are you going to do? <laughs> I think it was fun, though. <laughs> um, the other go-to strategy I have is I just get high, I get really, really high, and I like make them smoke too. But I can smoke more than they can, so then they like pass out or get confused, and I'm home free. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Madison. And we shoot them back to back like <laughs> Madison, getting guys passed out and confused. <laughs> That's so funny, you're so pretty, I can't imagine that, I feel you should fend them off with a stick. It's crazy people. Uh, hey, the, uh, Geneva's not here yet, nor is the Russian dude, yeah? Yeah? Did, she, they, did they just walk up? I just heard Arden yell something from outside. I don't know. Two tiny, someone has two tiny balls. The dog has two tiny balls. What's he saying? I can't understand what's happening. They're not here. Okay. So, uh, Geneva Rustorta and Jean Feld aren't here, and we don't have anyone left. And then Louisa didn't come. We don't. We don't have anyone left. The person in the corner. Did you want to go up? I don't know. I can't see you because I'm back in the. Did you want to do some jokes? Is that it? Is that it? Is it gonna get the, oh, David Stolowitz is in the corner. Now I can remember. I'm seeing with this. He's gonna be on the show today. I mean, if you have anything you want to do, you can. If not, we're just gonna turn on some rap music and hang out until um, potentially the other people that are on the list show up. But if not, like. I feel, let's chill. All right. Let's fucking chill. That was a fun happy hour. Hey, stay tuned. There might be some more comedians or there might not. So if you've heard Ace the Rapper before, just, you know, uh, fast forward through the podcast until you get to the parts. Uh, but stay tuned because at 8 o'clock we've got Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. It's the Mutiny Comedy DJs show with comedians that are all happen to be Mutiny Radio DJs. Very exciting. Uh, we have Mike Spiegelman from Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman every Sunday from 2 to 4. We have David Stolowitz of Occult Oubliette every Tuesday from 10 to midnight. We have Arden of the Night Space every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. We have Paul Brumbaugh of The Edge of Insanity Sundays from noon to two. And then also James Mara Saturdays four to six with James and Austin's cool show. I'll be on the show, Pam Benjamin of all many shows. 
Uh, and then also we have a headliner. She's from out of town. She's from like something like, I don't know, like South Carolina, somewhere far away. I don't know where from, but Nikki Fuchs, F-U-C-H-S. And I'm like, you must have been made fun of as a child, right? Her name's Nikki Fuchs, right? <laughs> like the poor kid. I mean, I feel like, how does that work? Like, yeah, I go to ask her questions when she shows up, but she's going to be headlining. She's from out of town. And it's going to be a great show coming up. At, oh, Arden wants to talk. Uh, do you want to f- try and figure out the feedback thing? Oh, we just have to. We probably just have to turn it yeah, down I'll, a little I'll bit. Turn it's on down twelve. Just, it's no big deal. I'll turn it down a little bit. We'll just turn it down a little bit. We don't have that many people. You guys can hear us. Uh, thanks so much for being with us on the happy hour. Enjoy the rap music. <laughs> nice dog. Nice dog. States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will bounce. Hey, it's exciting! Zach Wiseman just walked in. He wants to get time. You guys all love Zach Wiseman. He's your favorite dirt bag. Yay, everybody! Clap your hands together. Oh, he's petting the dog. I, I can, I can feel. I can, I can tell lies about Zach Wiseman. What do you comb your hair or something? What's wrong with you? Why do you, why do you look like a normal human being today? Oh, okay. Uh, your next comedian. I have to turn the lights on, too, uh, but we're going to enjoy him in the dark, everyone. Uh, Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion, because he deserves it. (laughs) Or not. Whatever. Zach Wiseman! Well, hello. This is very convenient. I just walk onto a stage. Uh, Thank you, Harden. I feel professional now. Leave me a regular professional. Um... There we go. Hold on. Wait, we'll wait for this. Beautiful. Okay, cool. Yeah, I wasn't ready for this at all. I was not prepared to do this right now. To do this right now, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready even a little bit. Not even an iota. How do you think people found their cars when everybody had Model T's? It's like, hey, that, I believe that's my vehicle right there. Abroad. Oh, fuck. And then you just get in one because they didn't require keys and you just drive it away. And like, yeah, they'll get theirs. Nobody. Those are all the jokes I wanted to work on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. It's a, it's a pretty doggy. It's a, I just want pets dog more, mostly. Well, hello, doggy. We're the best friends now. How are you going to kill yourself, Zach? Uh, uh, I think, uh, honestly, uh, death by police. I think that's fun. I think I want, if I, if, like, (laughs) if I die, I want, uh, I want a cop to feel remorse for it his whole life. You know what I mean? I want someone to be like, fuck, I killed a man. I feel real bad about it. He's trying to quick draw Cheetos on me, and I shot him to death. I know. I think that's a good way to do it. You know, uh, just 
pass off your pain and misery uh, onto someone else for their entire life until they, in turn, kill themselves by police, you know? It's a fractal universe, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to know how uh, we don't live in, uh, in a simulation if Donald Trump's president. You know what I mean? How is this not, how is this not fake? <laughs> Explain me that shit. Did you know in, uh, in the real universe, only one dimension? Straightforward, entirely linear, just one single dimension. We live with parallel dimensions because we're inside a goddamn computer. Computer that writes jokes for the aliens. That's what we're doing now. Just uh, writes pretty good jokes. I like this dark comedy we live in now. I find it very entertaining. <laughs> it sucks knowing that you'll never be as funny as a dog, you know? It's fucking hard. It's a hard thing to come to terms with. You can sit down and write for 10,000 hours and never be as funny as a dog. <laughs> All the fucking jokes in the world, fun, not as funny as a dog. One, any dog, too. Even, like, the mean ones. There's no dog I'm as funny as. I'm surprised a dog doesn't have a Netflix special, huh? Just a half an hour of a dog rolling around trying to bite its tail. Real funny. Real funny, yep on a stage in front of 3,000 people. Real funny. Real funny, guys. Uh, maybe you should just film that, Madison. You can film the special, sell it to Netflix like Chappelle did, you know? <laughs> I had that idea. I was like, dude, these specials are the fucking worst. I'm just going to film one. It'll be objectively better than everything they have. How could they not buy it? And then Dave Chappelle did it, and I was like, well, that's, uh, that boat has sailed. <laughs> Someone beat me to it, and they're better than me. Had a good set of brainwash last night. I followed, uh, what's that guy's name? Real Bland Hunter? Real Bland Face? Yeah, Real Bland Face. Uh, he did not do well. <laughs> and I followed him. I was like, I got to get these people. I got I to gotta get the crowd riled up. So I started with my, I started my set with, uh, how are you rotten cock faggots doing tonight? Uh, went really well. Better than you would think in San Francisco. People seem to really enjoy it. I don't know why. I think it's that thing where, like, if you go over the top a little bit, they're like, whoa, buddy. But if you go way over the top, they're like, there's no way he's serious. There's no way. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, the old Hitler method. Hey, no, come on, ah. And then, yeah. And you killed 10 million Jews. How many million Jews is it? Six. Six million. Well, all those numbers are made up, so. Did you count? IBM counted. All right, that's my time. He's a genius. Zach Wiseman. Someday you guys will be like, I was there when Zach Wiseman was doing his thing about the Nazis and the... Whatever, cock nuggets. Cock nuggets is great. Rotten cock faggots. What, cock faggots? Rotten cock faggots. Rotten cock faggots. That is really great. I like that. I'm going to use it. Uh, I usually go to cunt, but faggot's a good one to go to as well. Hi. You're... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, as Arden says that upsets the community to use the F word. 
Fuck that. Just kidding. They're words. I mean, I don't, I have no idea. I'm, I made fun of autistic people today all day. So there we go. So Joe, who is your master now? Comedy. None of it. Oh, and, and I sat, I was hung over on the couch and I watched this stupid, stupid, stupid. Why do they keep letting John Heater or Hater or whatever the fuck his name is? The guy who was Napoleon Dynamite and he was good in every single other movie he's ever done. He's been a, I want to say a, cock faggot what is he anyways it was yeah and it was a rotten movie it was the scoundrel school whatever just don't watch it it's not worth it it just don't waste your two hours on netflix i did it for you i wasted my time for you also with sausage party i wasted my time with sausage party as well for you don't ever watch that movie either it is also filled with rotten cock faggots (laughs) except that there are hot dogs and it's dumb it's all dumb. It's all dumb, everybody. Everything is dumb. Everything good isn't real anymore, and everything dumb is given money, so we're all fucked. So don't do anything good. Just do dumb, fucking stupid things. Yes, that's true. Right. I'm going to go do that. Right? Go? Yes. Matthew Quirk, roller skate the fuck out of here and go do some weird shit. You are, you are so authentic, it's scary. Who is this authentic guy with his bell-bottom spandex and his hot old man ass? He's wearing... He's wearing a fanny pack with a plum. How does one do that? Good luck, bro. I hope you get fucking laid tonight like a champion that all those weird 70s roller skate fangirls come out and they're like, he's got the whole eight wheels. I love it. Uh, right exactly you just need like some goggles on or something so you can have just a little bit of a burning man edge because right now you're just a little almost too normal <laughs> you got it. be edgier be edgier all right bye all right does anybody else have anything to say otherwise we're gonna put the wrap on again or we'll put the songs on i'm gonna eat a snack and We'll be back at eight o'clock with another show. Yay! Yeah, now that you can send me off whole time, but you know now I gotta get off. Why is you faking? No, you faking. I knew you can't. And I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California. From San Francisco, Pam Benjamin. From Saratoga, Joey Avery. And all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other comedians as well for only $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? 
Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Top three cooking tips. One, if you're cutting an onion, remember to cry. Two, Put mustard on your marshmallows after they've finished boiling in vinegar at a low temperature. Three, knives are not spoons. Mm-hmm. 
When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? Now come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Hey there, fire chief. What you doing here with that old jalopy? Looking laid back with that jazz cigarette. I'd send you a telegram if I didn't have to stop, drop, and roll me one of those now, would you, dear? Oh, yeah. I like your style, kid. Why don't we let the butter on the toast melt? If you know what I mean, and I know that you do. I may never sleep again, and it sounds like you.
learn them who I say I am. The reborn, the thaw, you thought was gone. For everything I've done wrong that I've ever did. This was always being wrong until I'm wrong again. The more I fail, the more I've learned them who I say I am. The reborn, the thaw, you thought was gone. Wrong.